So Srila Prabhupada put uh, everything in this first canto. He put uh, all the philosophy in it. So, you know, reading the first canto gives you a very good uh, idea of Srimad Bhagavatam. It's heavy, uh, intense philosophy. You know, every verse is just like, makes you want to just sit and think about it. It's very wonderful. So, I always enjoy uh, reading and giving class on this first, I mean, all the Bhagavatam, but the first canto is very appealing, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So today's verse first canto chapter 6 text 34 Etan, Yatura, Chitaram, Matra, Sparse, Chaya, Muhu, Bhava, Sindhu, Bravo, Dristo, Hari, Charanuvaranam Etad Etad Yaturachitanam Matrasparse Chayamuhu Matrasparse Chayamuhu Babasindu Pavodristo Babasindu Pavodristo Harichana Charyanu Varnanam Etad Etad Jatura Chitanam Matrasparse Chayamuhu Babasindu Pavodristo Harichayanu Varnanam Etadyatura Chitanam Matrasparse Chayamuhu Babasindu Plavodristo Harichayanu Varnanam Of those whose minds are always full of cares and anxieties. 
Matra, <coughs> objects of sense enjoyment. Sparsa, senses. Ichaya, by desires. Muhu, always. Bhavasindu, the ocean of nescience. Lavaha, boat. Rishtaha, experienced. Haricharya, activities of Hari, the personality of Godhead. Anvarnanam, constant recitation. Translation by His Divine Grace, Sula A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Sula Prabhupada. It is, this is Narada Muni speaking. It is personally experienced by me that those who are always full of cares and anxieties due to desiring contact with the senses, <coughs> uh, excuse me, due to desiring contact of the senses with their objects can cross the ocean of nescience on a most suitable boat. The constant chanting of the transcendental activities of the personality of Godhead. Let me read that again. So poetic the way he speaks. It is personally experienced by me, Narayamuni, those who are full of cares and anxieties due to desiring contact of the senses with their objects can cross the ocean of nescience on a most suitable boat, which is the constant chanting of the transcendental activities of the personality of Godhead. So I say, you can repeat, it is personally experienced by me, personally experienced by me. that those who are always, excuse me, that those who are always full of cares and anxieties due to desiring contact of the senses with their objects can cross the ocean of nescience on a most suitable boat, the constant chanting of the transcendental activities of the personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. <coughs> the symptom of a living being is that he cannot remain silent even for some time. He must be doing something, thinking of something or talking about something. Generally, the materialistic men think and discuss about subjects which satisfy their senses. But as these things are ex exercised under the influence of the external illusory energy, such sensual activities do not actually give them any satisfaction. On the contrary, they become full of cares, uh, full with cares and anxieties. This is called maya, or what is not. That which cannot give them satisfaction is accepted as an object for satisfaction. So Nard Muni, by his personal experience, says that satisfaction for such frustrated beings engaged in sense gratification is to chant always the activities of the Lord. The point is that the subject matter uh, only should be changed. We're going to be talking all the time, you know. We're always going to interface with one another. 
the subject matter of what we discuss should be changed. Strong point Prabhupada is making. <clears throat> no one can check the, uh, the thinking activities of a living being, nor the feeling, willing, or working processes. But if one wants actual happiness, one must change the subject matter only. Instead of talking of the politics of a dying man, one might discuss the politics administered by the Lord himself. Instead of relishing activities of the cinema artists, one can turn his attention to the activities of the Lord with his eternal associates like the gopis and lakshmis. The almighty personality of Godhead, by his causeless mercy, descends on the earth and manifests activities almost excuse me, almost on the line of worldly men, but at the t but at the at the same excuse me, at the same time extraordinarily, because he is almighty. Uh, I'm going to pause just a minute and, and address that, and, and I want to do this before I go, uh, or else I'll forget it. Uh, why is it that Krishna, when he comes, he displays these pastimes very much like an ordinary man? Hmm? It's extraordinary. His activities are all very extraordinary, but very much like an, or, an ordinary man. Why does he do it like an ordinary man? Because he's trying to get pleasure in his devotees in there. Or yeah, and, and he has to do it in such a way that we will be able to appreciate it, you see. I mean, if he came as some, uh, in other words, he doesn't come and try to just totally show off, like, hey, I'm God, and you can't understand me. That's not Krishna's mood. Krishna's mood isn't that you can't understand me. I am above you. He doesn't, that's not Krishna's mood. Krishna's mood is, let us communicate. Take my hand. Give me loving service. Let's have loving relationship. See, that's the mood of Krishna. Not that I'm going to lord it over you. I'm God, so you should grovel. Well, who are you to try to understand me? I'm God. That's not his mood, you see. So <clears throat> Krishna comes in such a way that we can very easily identify with what he's experiencing. And you see, and uh, as you said, he gives us great pleasure. Great pleasure to talk about it and remember his pastimes of Krishna. You see. By hearing enough of the pastimes of Krishna, we start to um, think of him always. And the more we think about him, we start to anticipate what would Krishna do? Like the Christians say, what would Jesus do? You know, what, what would Krishna do in a situation like this? You know, uh, what's Krishna's opinion? You see, we, if we can think of him enough, he's always fresh in our mind that we're not saying, uh, we're not quoting some silly philosopher or, you know. A lot of people like to quote things that they saw in the movies. You know, they'll talk about, <clears throat> well, you know, one time I saw whatever so-and-so do this, and they'll make a point of something they saw in a movie. So you're making a point off something that was fictional. Does that really support your point? 
It's something that didn't happen. You know? It didn't happen. It, w it was caught on film, but there was probably 10 takes. You know how many times that Clint Eastwood have to say, go ahead, make my day, you know? So, and he's not trying, to, the thing of it is people don't understand, these people are not trying to be real people. They're just trying to get a scene, one scene at a time, you know? Movies aren't like a whole, uh, it, it, to us it looks like a story. But really, it's just a whole bunch of scenes put together, you know. So it's like, okay, in this scene, Mr. Eastwood, you're supposed to look, you're supposed to look real tough, and tell him, go ahead, make my day. Okay, action, and he goes, go ahead, no, 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 we want you to be tougher. You see what I mean? So they go through it again and again until that. Okay, we'll see that one works. Now let's go to another. We'll do another scene, and they're not necessarily in sequence. It's not like they do the scenes one. It's just they whatever they have a reason for their production of doing just doing the scene. <clears throat> That's all it is. So it's it's really it's fiction. It's not happening. It's not even a play. It's just a whole bunch of people doing something. It's a it's a, an entertainer working for a living. He's getting paid to do this, you see. But yet people take it very seriously. You know? Oh. I had a guy I was arguing with one time, and he quoted uh, some fictional character, uh, television uh, doctor, uh, House was the guy's name. I don't know. Yeah, Doogie House or Indy or whatever. Something like that, yeah. you know. And I said, you know, I don't take any credibility from fictional characters whatsoever. You know, who is this guy? First of all, that person you talked about, you quoted, he doesn't even exist. He's a story character that doesn't exist. And the words that you're quoting were written by some writer. I don't know who, what his credentials are. I'm not impressed with that, with what you said, you know. But I'm, I was shocked. How, how can you quote a fictional character to prove a point? I mean, you know, just to discuss, you know, uh, is entertaining, I could see that. But to prove a point, you know, that's like saying, uh, my, my imaginary friend is saying this. My imaginary friend agrees with me. I have an imaginary friend, and right now he's saying that, that you're wrong and I'm right. Well, what kind of credibility does that give the situation? It's my imaginary friend is saying that you're right, that, that you're wrong and I'm right. Isn't that right? Yeah, see, he said it again. That's, it's, it's, it's craziness, you see. <clears throat> All this because people don't have their, their uh, minds full of thoughts of the Supreme. They're not thinking about Krishna, you know, or his pastimes. <coughs> I'm going to go on and finish this. <clears throat> he, uh, he does so for the benefit all, of all the conditioned souls so that they can turn their attention to, the trans, uh, to transcendence. By doing so, <clears throat> the conditioned soul will gradually be promoted to the transcendental position and easily cross the ocean of nescience, the source of all miseries. 
It is stated from personal experience by such an authority as Srinar Muni. And such, excuse me, and we can have the same experience also if we begin to follow in the footsteps of the great sage, the dear most devotee of the Lord. Once again, I'll read the verse. <clears throat> it is true by practicing restraint. Uh, that's, that's tomorrow, so excuse me. <laughs> it is personally experienced by me <clears throat> that those who are always full of cares and anxieties due to desiring contact of the senses with their objects can cross the ocean of nescience on a most suitable boat. The constant chanting of the transcendental activities of the personality of Godhead. Uh, very wonderful uh, subject matter. Uh, and Prabhupada starts off the purport pointing out the symptom of a living being is that he cannot remain silent even for some time. It's like, have uh, you ever noticed if you go someplace like uh, to a doctor's office, you know, the doctor, if you have a doctor's appointment or dentist or whomever, you know, you show up, he says, be here at 2 o'clock at your appointment. Well, you go at 2 o'clock and you never go in at 2 o'clock. You've got to sit there <clears throat> half hour, an hour maybe, or even longer. That's the way they schedule their day. They, don't, they want to make sure that there's no breaks in between uh, because they, they're not getting paid if he's, if he's not working on somebody. So they kind of overbook, you know. And the heck with you if you have to wait. So I, I noticed that people uh, used to, what they would do uh, is they would go, they go into the um, into the waiting room, and they would become very much distressed. You know, they're just sitting there in anxiety. They keep looking at their watch, and they're just thinking, "Oh, boy, this is boring. This is terrible." You know, I mean, I've been here 45 minutes. And they'll shuffle through an old magazine and look at it, and then they'll throw it down and look at another. You see, nowadays uh, it's probably a little different because <clears throat> everybody has their handheld entertainment device. You know, so they can get on the internet and, and, and do that, you see. But <clears throat> people cannot be just peaceful even for a moment. You know, the devotee's always peaceful. It's like when we're, when we're traveling, especially if we're going to go internationally, uh, I like to get to the airport two and a half, maybe even three hours before my flight leaves. You know? That way I can get through security. Sometimes there's lines. You know, sometimes security's real slow, depending on what country you're coming in and out of, you know? So in the U.S., it's usually, most airports, it's pretty good, but... A lot of places, you have to get there very early. So, uh, but the devotees were always thinking, I've got plenty to do. You know, I've got books with me, I've got my beads so I can chant, you know. So uh, I had one devotee say to me, well, what are we gonna do for two hours? You know, it's gonna take, let's say it takes us an hour to get through security, what are we gonna do for two hours? So we're gonna chant. 
Well, I've already finished my rounds today. Wait a minute. When do you finish your rounds? That's, this is new. This is a new term. Finish your rounds? You mean you've done the minimum? Prophet says, chant minimum 16 rounds a day. He doesn't say, chant maximum 16 rounds a day. Chant minimum. So, you know, um, you finish your rounds and you've got some time, just keep on chanting. You know? Uh, so, or we can read. The devotee always wants to read and, um, and, and fill his mind with thoughts of the activities of the Supreme Lord. You see? If we do that, we become, uh, after some time, we become pretty much addicted to thinking like that. Our mind will think like that practically always, you see. Uh, even in the middle of the night, we may find that, you know, you awaken in the middle of the night to, to you know, when you, get, when you get old, you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night a lot of times. <laughs> and, you know, you find yourself thinking about some philosophy that you were thinking about just before you went to sleep. It's like it just st started right over, you know. I was sleeping, and I'm thinking, uh, sometimes I'm wondering, what am I thinking about when I'm sleeping? Am I thinking, well, I hope so, that would be nice. Wouldn't that be nice if we're thinking about Krishna? I mean, I don't remember it. You know, sometimes you have a dream, and you, and you know you're not thinking about Krishna if you're not dreaming about him, you see. But if we, if we constantly perform this activity, of chanting uh, the transcendental activities of Krishna, it'll fill our head, you see. By the same token, if we constantly fill our mind with television shows and movies and uh, mundane things, sports, you see, then that will fill our mind, you see. Uh, people uh, uh, in the material world, when they get together, a couple of men, they, when they start to get to know each other, they'll, they'll well, ask questions like, well, hey, where'd you go to school? You know, uh, what sports do you like? Well, let's talk sports, you see. They, they're they're uh, uh, scrambling for a subject matter to discuss. What do you and I have in common? I want to get to know you. Uh, who's your favorite football team? You know, where did you go to college? Did you play football? You know, did you play basketball? And so let's get to this. So let's compare these mundane things to find out if we have anything in common. See, that's all they know. In other words, their brains are pretty much empty. There's really nothing of any substance. Uh, some people may argue, yes, but these are the kind of people who keep the world going. These are business people. If it wasn't for them, the whole world would stop. Yeah, all the nonsense would stop if everybody stopped talking nonsense. You see? We may have to do something like, oh, let me see, grow our own food. Wouldn't that be unique? You know, by the way, it's illegal in some places. Did you know that? Have you heard that? In rainwater? Yeah, it's illegal. It's crazy. They have a garden. In some places. Where's this? Oh, I can't remember. I saw it on uh, some uh, something on Facebook. America. In America. 
Yeah, I think it's in like subdivisions that uh, you know where people live, and it, it, they say, "Well, no, we don't want anybody. You, you can't, you can't have a garden here. It may not look nice." And so, uh, there have actually been police that have come and, and shut people down. And you know, uh, actually, there was one where the SWAT team was called. The people wouldn't stop. They just wouldn't stop. Again and again, they kept. Being warned by the city, so you got you can't grow vegetables, you can't have a garden. And then uh, finally, the police came out and held them at gunpoint and tore the garden up. So, uh, you know, so <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> if we fill our minds with this this mundane activity and we put our passion into it, uh, in, in El Paso, there's this nice devotee there. Uh, Madhava Prabhu, Indian body devotee, who owns several hotels, and he puts me in this this uh, uh, rather nice. It's it's new uh, comfort inn. It's real nice. I mean, it's as good as a Hilton. You know, it's it's very you know it's got a nice kitchen and everything. And uh, <clears throat> across the hall from me was this gentleman, and this is such a such a quiet hotel. I mean, you never hear anybody in this place. And I always tell them it's such, it's such a great place to get rest because it just, it's just peaceful there, you know. But across the hall, uh, in, in the room right across from me, was a guy watching, I think, football. I'm not sure. And so I could hear him. He, and he's, I'm pretty sure he was in the room by himself. But he was screaming, you know. Run with it! Go! Go! Yeah! All right! Yeah! You know, he's just like, yeah! And then, you know, he'd be hollering, why don't you throw it? No! 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 Stop thinking, you, you, you poor fool. You're putting so much of your passion into this imaginary thing that's going with What is the use of this? <clears throat> you see, I mean... I don't know, maybe he had thousands of dollars. I don't know, but still, you know, so it was so foolish. And I, I felt so sorry for him. I thought, you know, what can I possibly do to help him? If I told him you're a nut, stop this, he'd probably punch me. You know, no matter how you say it, hey, please, this is such mundane activity. No, no, once they get uh, into this, they're sold. They're really... They're, they're into it, you know. This is part of their life. As I said, <clears throat> this is where they direct their passion. Um, the amount of money that's spent on sports, entertainment. How much do we spend in this country on entertainment? You know, some of these people, uh, did you know that uh, Madonna, last year Madonna, uh, had the highest grossing year ever. She had her best year ever. Which I'm glad for the old girl, you know. You know, here she is. I mean, she's getting, she's got to be getting kind of worn out and tired, you know. But she's able to, uh, um, and it wasn't on anything new that she did. She had the, the most successful tour ever. And it was basically people going to see her uh, things that she's done in the past. You 
you see. So it's, she's become a, you know, kind of like a legend, I guess. But she made $130 million last year. And so many others make $100 million, $50 million, $150 million. So for all these people to be making these big numbers, we've got to be spending a lot of money. This money is coming out of everybody's pocket. People don't know it, though. They're thinking, no, no, somebody pays those people to do that. But the guy gets the money from you and everybody else who's, who's buying their albums, going to see their movies. You know, if you watch their show, you'll <clears throat> television show, you'll buy their products that they advertise. And, you know, there's, like Prabhupada said a million times, there's no shortage of anything, especially in America. There's no shortage. We have so much here and we're wasting. How much is spent on sports? It's just mind-boggling. You know, the players are making so many millions of dollars a year in the stadiums and so much, you see. So much of our passion goes into these mundane activities. It's, it's very sad for the devotee to see that. It, it, it actually, uh, it, it hurts us. We feel, you know, how can we possibly help these people? Somehow or other, we have to. Somehow or other, we, we have to. Because they're trying to relieve uh, Let's see, how does Prabhupada put it? Um, Narada Muni says it's full of, of cares and anxieties. <coughs> They're trying to relieve their cares and anxieties. Uh, but what they're, tr what, what they're trying to do to relieve their cares and anxieties gives them cares and anxieties. You see? It, it, the closest thing we can equate that to is people who... Uh, uh, want to enjoy. So I'll, I'm going to enjoy by drinking some alcohol. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to go to a bar and have several alcoholic beverages and that'll help me to enjoy. Because I need to, re I need to relieve my cares and anxieties. So uh, many places have this thing they call happy hour. As you drive down the street, you'll see these big signs. They have a happy hour from five to seven or whatever, you know. Drinks are cheaper and so. So I want to go there and relieve my cares and anxieties. And, but the things that, thing of it is, it gives me cares and anxieties. There's no happy people in happy hour. You know, I talked to a guy that was a bartender one time and he was telling me, basically people come in and after they've had a few drinks, they start to complain. My wife doesn't understand me. I hate my boss. You know, my kids are this way. <laughs> Obama needs to do <laughs> They just complain, you know, and moan and groan. They're not happy. It's happy hour, but they're not happy, you see. So, um, uh, anyway, then you have, uh, you have to worry about uh, uh, it affecting your health. You're going to have a hangover the next day. Can you drive home without getting caught and getting a DUI ticket? You see, it gives you cares and anxieties. You know, surely there must be some people walking out of a bar thinking, I wonder if I've had enough or if I've, if I've had too many. My God, what if a cop catches me? Surely there must be some people thinking like that. What if I get caught on the way home? 
am I over the limit? You know? So uh, it, it, caused, it causes cares and anxiety. It doesn't relieve them, you see. So these activities that people perform, they spend their hard-earned money uh, to go to these expensive games, concerts. Uh, I heard that concerts now cost like $75 or something like that. If you want to go see somebody, probably like Madonna, I wonder if she made $130 million. But you have to pay like $70, $80 for a ticket. You know? So, and then <clears throat> whatever else you spend is parking and, you know, food and drinks and things like that. So it's expensive to do these things. People are trying so hard to enjoy these mundane activities. They're spending so much of their hard-earned cash. So we should have compassion on them, you see. We have to figure out some way how we can save them. We've got to help them some way. What's the first step? Save ourselves. Save ourselves. Save yourself. It's like if you're on an airplane and the, 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 the flight attendant is telling you about the, the oxygen mask, you know, uh, in case of a loss of cabin pressure, the oxygen mask. So what you do is you first put it on yourself, then help a child or someone that you first you got you have to put it on yourself. <coughs> so we have to first save ourselves. See, for the best thing you can do for the world is be the best devotee that you can possibly be. You see. Somebody has to set the example. If we're, if we're just talking, that's one thing. People, then it's just your opinion. Well, I read the book one time. Oh yeah, well I read another book one time. But if you're saying it and living it, what do they call it? Talking the talk and walking the walk. If you're saying it and you're living it, people will admire you. And they'll say, you know, this guy, I don't know if I fully agree with his philosophy. But I'm really impressed that he's convinced. I mean, you're so convinced, you're starting to convince me. Because the devotee speaks with such authority. Sometimes that turns people off. You speak with authority. They speak like uh, in terms like, maybe, possibly, I think, perhaps. The devotee doesn't use things like that when we're talking about Krishna philosophy. It's right on. It's true. This is real. If you chant Hare Krishna, you will be happy. You see. So, um, many people are very much impressed by that attitude the devotees have of our conviction in what we're doing and what we're. They can. Everybody is impressed by someone who has a mission. And by the same token. We're unimpressed. Uh, what's the negative of unimpressed? What would be the opposite? Aimless. Huh? Aimless. Yeah. If someone's aimless, you know, you, you don't have a mission in life at all. You're just a guy that shows up and <laughs> talks a little bit about baseball or football or whatever, you know. <laughs> Women, sex, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know. But somebody who really has uh, all the great people 
the so-called great people in history, had a mission. They had a mission. They dedicated their lives to doing something. So if we dedicate our, our lives to this mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's, people will respect us. Even if they don't fully agree with you. But they will agree with you some. That's the nature of conviction. Because you're so convinced, they'll say, you know, I, I don't really go with you 100%. I, 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 you know, I'll go with you some, is what you're saying. And what they're, what they're really doing is buying time. They're being sucked into the philosophy, you see. And they're hanging on. They don't want to be swallowed by it right away, you see. So but by your conviction um, and the passion uh, the devotee has. Do we stay out of the mode of passion? No. We get in the mode of passion all the time. We direct our passion to Krishna. I'm thinking, how, how can we direct our ignorance to Krishna? We can't. When we sleep, we're dreaming about Krishna. Yeah, exactly. When we sleep, we're dreaming about Krishna. You see, so... Uh, so, so that's our uh, our policy is to is to devote ourselves to become passionate about spreading Krishna consciousness. To be when you're passionate about serving a, uh, somebody and saving them, you get their attention. Because typically people just want to do one-upsmanship. You know, you know, you know. You tell me your son is is going to go to Harvard. Well, my son's going to Yale. Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> They'll try to make it work. What I've noticed from listening to people, <clears throat> whatever one person says, people have a tendency, because of their false ego, to act like they already know everything. You know, I've heard people say things to people, you know, I can't think of any instances right now, but I just listen to conversations of people, you know. Somebody will say something, let's say maybe somebody's talking about nuclear fission. And the other person, you will make a statement, you know. And you would think the other person would say, wow, really? Like, I just learned something, really? But instead they'll go, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I already knew that. But you couldn't have already known that, you see. I can't let you have something that I don't have. My ego can't carry that much weight, you know? I mean, I've got I've to at least stay equal to you. I really want to be above you, so, but I can't let you put me below you by uh, saying something that I didn't already know, even though I didn't know it. Very rarely do you hear people say, really? Well, I'll be. I didn't know those key words. I didn't know that that's 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 kind of falling away now people don't do those things anymore it's like yeah yeah <laughs> what's that supposed to be you know false pride pride ego so uh, I guess we can uh, pause for any questions comments criticisms Prabhupada said, oh, you're talking about no, Prabhupada said there's no shortage. I just read that <coughs> said that there's no shortage of drunkards in America. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's for sure. <laughs> you, made, you were making the point that when the person tries to relieve their distress and anxiety, they do things that actually increase or continue or make more stress and anxiety. Yeah. And you can tell the story about a person who goes to happy hour or goes to drink because he has scared and anxiety. So how would you tell, explain to the person that process of going to the bar and drinking so it actually increases your anxiety. But they can say, well, he actually believed his things. He did what he was intending to do. He, you know, talked to the bartender and complained a little bit, so he felt better when he left. Yeah. So, uh, but you weren't having a good time. You're, you're thinking you felt better. But you would have felt better if you had actually enjoyed. You weren't enjoying. When you're complaining to the bartender, you know, my wife doesn't understand me and my boss is out to get me, and, and I don't know, this Obamacare is going to kill us. You know, oh boy, you know, I think we ought to invade Syria. We ought to bomb them all. You know, you're not having fun when you're talking. When you're complaining about what the president's going to do or the economy or whatever, some people may say, I'm getting that off my chest. You're not enjoying. You know, we enjoy which is something we need to teach people um, how to do. Nobody enjoys like we do. I mean, look at the enjoyment we have of singing and dancing and smelling wonderful things and seeing wonderful things, hearing wonderful things. You know, um, our minds are full of the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You see, I mean, we know all these charming, wonderful things, all these charming things that Prabhupada has said. Uh, the humor, devotees. Have you ever seen a group of devotees get around together very long without humor? There's always humor. People think we're so serious. But there's always humor. You know, very good. It's a constant flow. We're actually constantly enjoying. You see. So, uh, the poor fellow wants to enjoy. He wants to give up his... Uh, I mean, by talking about the problems with his wife or boss or the president or the economy, how does that relieve his cares and anxieties? Does it solve any problem? doesn't solve doesn't anything. Solve anything. You walk out the bar and you still have them. You talked about them, but they're still with you. <clears throat> now you got to worry about getting home. <laughs> you know? I mean, I wonder, you know, how would, how, would, how would you know if you go to a bar? How would you know if you've had enough that go past the limit? You know, if you're pulled over and you had to do the breathalyzer, how would you know? So there's got to be anxiety all the way to wherever you're going. I would think, because, you know, getting a... Uh, a DUI ticket, that's a big thing. They say it'll cost you a minimum of $10,000. What? Yeah. Lawyers. Fines, lawyers, and... You know, it's, it's a big deal. This isn't funny. This is... That'll give you cares and anxieties right there. So, you know, I don't... I mean, see, we can't even imagine living in that world. Yeah, we don't have to worry like that. No, I was just going to say that Krishna inspired me <coughs> in a book distribution recently. Um, 
I was thinking about those issues instead of my job one morning and this kind of came up. I just was telling people that have you heard of stress? And they say, you know, like everybody else does. Like 95% of the people you ask that question to, I live with it. It's my constant companion, something like that. Literally, uh -huh. 90 to 95% of the people. And I just tell them, I, said, I, I tell them that I'm going to have just listen to me for a second. There was a parking lot and there's distraction. Just listen to me for a second. My promise to you, if you read this book for a half hour, your stress, you see those charts? Your stress level will plummet. And if you say that with a lot of conviction, people really appreciate it. Yeah. And one guy says to me, he said, well, wait a second, what if it doesn't work? Just listen to me for a second, okay? It works. I do it every yeah, your conviction. They really like that. Yeah. They like it so much. Everyone stops what they're doing. And they, if, you know, if, we're, if we feel inspired on that particular day or that particular person, because I know some book issues sometimes. Sometimes you know, sometimes you feel really inspired if you're really connected with something. It's not so, it just go, kind of goes in waves, you know. Like especially at the beginning when you first start kind of getting warmed up, you know, people react one way, but then when you get absorbed in it, you know, you feel a little connection. People really, really appreciate you. And they say things like, thank you so much for stopping me. Yeah. They have to give you $5. Thank you so much for stopping me. I really appreciate it. Every day, someone is saying like that. Just well, you know why? They can tell that you're disconnected from that dog-eat-dog um, -dog world that they're immersed in. They can, you, you think they can't tell that you're not immersed in that garbage that they're up to their ears in? This Walmart employee, she wouldn't let me go. 20 minutes. I mean, ask them, we don't spend time with She wouldn't let me go. Oh, come on, I'm gonna, let's, I'm gonna go buy lunch and then I'll give you a donation. But he's supposed to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 minutes later after she gets her chicken sandwich but telling me all her problems on there yeah, which yeah. was okay Yeah, that's what I'm there for Yeah, but she so much appreciates it thank you I need this book I really need it said about five times I really need this book I said yes you do so do I so do we all now look at this look at what we're talking about here this is a Walmart employee this isn't somebody that has a multi-million dollar business to run with all the problems of, she doesn't have personnel. You know, like some people have, might have a company and they have a thousand employees and they're trying to meet payroll and they're trying to advertise and sell their product. This, this poor lady just works at Walmart and look at her, I gotta, I needed this book, I gotta have this. Just look at her stress level. And I know she's going to read it because we had a, you know, connection. Yeah. So I know she's going to read it. But see, the dynamic here <clears throat> is that you were able to show her, that you, you were able to demonstrate that you're not uh, stressed like she is. She can tell it. Now someone said that, the guy goes, you know, so you're a monk and whatever, African-American, he goes, he goes I, you, I, know, I know you're playing a game on me. 
because I kind of tricked you into giving a donation because you give the book and you give a donation. Because I know you're running the game on me, but I can see you're not stressed, so I'm going to give you some money. And give me four cents. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sacrifice for him because he yeah. wanted to do that. Yeah. Here's the four cents, you know, I'm going to give this to you because you don't want to strike it out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, don't think that they can't tell. You know, no, no, they check you out. You yeah. I mean, you could put on street cloth and go walking around, but if as soon as you interface with people, they're going to know that you're, there's something different about you. You know, you're you're not <clears throat> you're not caught in this uh, rat race like we are. There's something very, very different. You Just know? like you said, heal thyself. If we're not Krishna conscious and we go try to present Krishna consciousness, it doesn't carry any weight. There's no weight there. No. You're just another someone else trying to sell or something. You just you're just another guy with another opinion. You know. But if they feel and they sense, oh, this person is different. He's dedicated his life to this. And Prabhupada said also the best preaching is a happy devotee. When they see you're happy in the parking lot, no one's happy in the parking lot. It's stressful. You no, know, the girls practically run to their cars, they're always looking in there. You walk up to someone at Sprouts and the girls freaking out. You know, I was attacked in the parking lot recently. No, that Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Innocuous Aaron. Don't you be afraid of Aaron? Yeah. She was freaking out because she'd just been attacked in the parking lot. Wow. Did she go before you? Just get in your car. Well, what's funny is we've been going inside the stores lately. For some reason, it's a technicality. For some reason or another, it's easier to sell for me to sell books inside the store than outside. The You're store. kidding, really? No, I'm not kidding. No, the voice is saying. Oh wait, wait. I should say, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. No. I, I got to get with it. I'm just not. <laughs> but that's that. I mean, that's amazing. How do you I do that? I didn't know. Yeah, I know. I didn't, I didn't know. know. No, I didn't know. But the boys in San Diego, they're all doing it. And I said, there's no problem. So I said, okay, I'll try it. And I went in, <clears throat> especially in Walmart, there's, the, the employees are so overwhelmed. There's so many people and so few employees that they haven't had time to do anything. At least of all report you. Yeah. And they also could care less. Well, yes, you know, they also could care it's Walmart. They're, they're, well, yeah. they get paid, you know, seven yeah. or eight dollars an hour. Yeah, so. And they're, you know. I'm here putting in my time. Well, they're taking advantage of, so yeah. they care less about the company, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and you're, you're walking up and down the aisles? You're walking up and down the aisles. Yeah, we're super pilots. That's incredible. I can't, I can't do that. In the air conditioning and not Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the event, and this is interesting because the devotees in Paris, they were chanting outside the subway. Then they decided to go inside the cars and chant. And he says, much more intimate. People are relaxed. It's a whole different. They're just sitting and doing nothing. When you go in the store, when you when you talk to them coming out of the store, they're all spent up. They're all yeah. spent all That's yeah. the first thing. The second thing is they're just shopped. They're tired. They want to go home. When you catch them in the store, they're just kind of like browsing on the mental platform. Kind of like, oh, do I want to buy this? Do I want to buy? They're in the buy mode. Yeah, buy. yeah. So here, buy a book. Well, you don't have to worry about security. 
Security's out in the parking lot. I know. They have loss prevention there, but yeah, so, yeah, but there's. I but know, yeah, if you're not, I, I'm telling you, yeah. I've been there for the longest. No problem whatsoever. <laughs> That's I've amazing. Seen, I've never seen that before. That, that, that is that is amazing. No, they always would tell me you wonder what it goes up. They would tell me same here. Wonder what it goes up in the grocery store. Wonder what it goes up one aisle. The other one goes up the other. I never got used to do this. All all they can do is tell you to go. Yeah. And they yeah. don't. Walmart's like a circus. There's hundreds and hundreds of people on there, and everyone's just aimlessly. It's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. It's like a bunch of ants. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the thing where we used to go, and there was a security, security guard used to keeping us on the time. Now we give up. I don't know if he's dead or if he's retired. He got fired or that. We don't get kicked out anymore. We just leave now. We were going to the same lot. And we kept getting kicked out, and then we kept going back, and then they don't kick us out. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah. yeah, these guys are okay. They, after a while, they think, yeah, these guys are okay. You kind of meet, meet everybody, make friends with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He sees you coming. Hey, Ari Ball. You know that, because he's a security guy. If we are friends with security guys, oh, that's my friend, I don't even know time ago. Okay, you can do your, your selling because they're not friends with that, they don't know us. Yeah. When they get used to us, they become friends with us, Yeah, yeah. It's not because of the boss. It's See? like I like your boss, I make your boss. It's, you that's, be, it's the result of your conviction. Big, big, big shot on the security guy, let me do my job. No, you know, the, the boss was mine. Yeah. And if they ask you to go find it's two signs to the west, the mood is different. In Michigan, it's kind of like, well, the police are on their way. And in Walmart, you know, two signs kind of like, well, you know, I really can't do that here. Oh, okay, no problem. And uh, you have to da 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 da. Okay, thank you very much. And they'll tell you two, three, same person. They'll tell you over and over again. A lot of places are not like that. Those call police and meet just like that. Okay. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Two signs, the mood is not like that. Yeah. This is the west. Like yeah. That, you know. yeah. They've been like that for hundreds of years out here, you know. You couldn't make it out there, you come to the West, you know, there's no rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Wild West, you know. That's the tradition, it's the culture. It's yeah. Here. It's yeah. still here. Wow, that's a Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> that's wonderful. I mean then you know, it, it changes the whole dynamics of doing Sacreton. Because you don't have to worry about inclement weather if it's raining or it's 100 degrees. Well, that's or... the thing is, it's, now it's an air, no matter what's going on outside, inside the climate is controlled. Right? Yeah. And also the people have more money because they haven't spent it yet. Yeah. yeah. So instead of giving you, you know, change or a dollar outside, they'll give you three to five dollars inside. And if nobody complains, you know, if nobody goes up to the manager and says, hey, there's a guy in there trying to sell me a buck. Yeah, you know. they, they have to go out of their way. And the thing is, you know, they go to checkout and they're online for everyone on Walmart anyway. Yeah. And they'll they forget about it anyway. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. So, you know. And if they tell the clerk at the checkout counter, what does she care? Yeah, right. So, oh, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll sure. Look into that. Next. Yeah, like she's going to quit and go. Yeah. No. You know, but I'm not afraid of, you know, most of the time, it's big stall like that. We have nobody to watch. Some people can escape. They don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's, There's nothing. There's They're nothing. under man. Yeah. 
Because most nah, of them, because the boss are, are, are big in the office, you know, and they can pay, you know, a, a security guard to, to wash the water, forget that. And the people who are, who are at this big store, they are working, they care about only to make their money. They don't care about the boost dealing. Right. So you can do that. You're right, you're right. Next you, can, yeah. you can do the security that they say, they don't care. And I was thinking, you know, I was telling a story in San Diego, so he goes, you walk into stores and talk to all the, it looks to all the employees and all the, all the customers.